but here's my point, okay? It's Division One football! And tonight, hey, it was BYOG, bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit. I got more gray hair than I've ever had. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. I've been losing, so, I mean, it ain't been good. I told them, how about them fucking dogs? That's what I told them. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop it. Could not stop him. Congratulations, Zach. Go Tigers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Week 12, Parlay Like a Champion podcast. Full house this week. Josh and Jeff were not welcome back as just the duo. We had to bring the boys back from band and we got new swag in the house. Thanks to Josh for getting some sick polos for the boys. This podcast has really leveled it up and we're coming off a four in one week. A really good week. But you know who? it up more i did you yep. have a moment here to grace our listeners with a wonderful well thought out apology sorry guys um it is it's thought out i thought it was on the right side winless arkansas state in conference anyway one win on the season we had the warhawks of ul monroe they had beaten liberty they had done some decent things this season they were up 21 to 10 up seven getting the ball back to start the fourth quarter. We just need a win by a field goal. We lose by a field goal. I thought I was on the right side, got unlucky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Bad pick. We lost. Wasn't this happening at the same time that Ole Miss was really in control and Air Force was, I don't know, Bechtel, you were texting about it during the game. You were pretty high on the so Falcons. The, yeah, the, the Monroe I, I, game started, I think, like an hour earlier, maybe. Yeah. So I would like the people to note that I've given you eight straight quarters of covering football, eight straight. <laughs> I had, wow. I had a little hiccup here, but that's eight straight quarters where you didn't have to think about anything. Just watch your bet. hit. It, yeah. It felt- I, mean, I, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys were following the Monroe game as closely as I was, but down 10, nothing, obviously things didn't look great very early, but then came back with the vengeance and things look really good going into the fourth quarter until they didn't um arkansas state racked up a lot of yards but when you have an 11 point lead on a one win team at home you got to close it out and the warhawks did not do that so for that i apologize i was i was gonna say um it was like 8 30 or 9 o'clock on saturday night and vibes were fantastic they were all this was so good Ole Miss was was showing who daddy was. Air Force was being armed forces. Shout out Bechtel. UL Monroe was doing their thing. And I was just like, this is, I can't believe we're going to win another $500. Yeah, I really <laughs> this is like truly special. This is incredible. It's been an incredible Next, next thing you know, Jeff it texts us and let's like, let's get it next week. And I'm like, fuck. I'm so, pretty, I'm pretty on top of the handshakes after the pit. Like I wait until there's no way I can jinx it to send the handshake text. And on that one, I was like, yeah, this one's over. It's just it's, it's, it's so Mark, you have personally cost every single person on this podcast one thousand dollars this season with your picks. You've cost us a thousand dollars. That's actually cheaper than last year. Tough, tough and the pill year to before. swallow. Like I said, I apologize. I mean it. I was, you know, I was the loser this week. But good news is 
I have not lost three in a row this season yet. And <laughs> I I'm was coming just, off. I'm coming off two losses now. I hey, was just going to say, coming off of three losers, Rob. Welcome back to the winner's circle. Thank you. It feels good. It's been a while. It was a long. That was a long three weeks. I tell you, man. But uh, it's good to be back. Missed you guys. It was it was weird listening to you both by yourself. I was excited to do this, and I was excited to make some picks. Love the board this week. Love it too much. Going to have way too much action. Hope it goes well. Hey, Rob, question for you. That was actually your first. Uh, you're what one in you're coming off a one and six run here. Um, what? now you're one to know what, how are you going to close out? How was I one in six? That's not true. That's yeah, what I was I last. I'm seven and lost four like three season. or four in a row. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I was three. looking at Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I was coming off that. Yeah. Yikes. My bad. Yeah. I was coming I, off one and five. I'm now two and six lately. Thank you. I will say, two I don't, I, I have no clue what Mark's pick is this week. I am blindly going to put three units on it. Because you have to. There's literally, he's lost two in a row. Two, three weeks ago, he was the big bad boy in the yard with the best best record. That's not him anymore. It's someone else in this podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to say who. Oh, oh, who. Oh, who could that be? <laughs> I think it's important, Espo, that we take a moment to recognize that not only are you in first place on this podcast, great segue, by the way. I know you were really looking forward to this moment. But you are leading everyone on this podcast. Best record of the season. But what I also want records? to shout can out. We, can we, re, can we recap can, them after shouting out, Josh? Of course we can. But I also want to say every person on this podcast is above 500. Every single person. So whatever your most recent record is, pretty damn good season overall. But Josh in first place, followed by Cormac and Ropter, breaking it down at 7-4. and four. We got Espo at 7-3-1. and one. And then it's uh, Bechtel at six, four, and one. And then I'm pulling up the rear at six and five. Not a Not bad, bad podcast. Some real Not football bad. minds. I here. mean, it's that's like you got five people in the NBA and like the four, like all five are going to the all star game. Yeah, in right. my opinion. Somebody's yeah. got a bat ninth, uh, Jeff. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good lineup. It yeah, but you're you're lineup. still you're still hitting us in, though. So it's OK. That's yeah. right. I'm pulling my weight. And I know that an Espo, you deserve the moment. The season's not over. We still got. Week 12, we've got, we've got the Thanksgiving weekend, which is always a very interesting one. We still do parlay pick for championship weekend. So we've got three weeks left, plenty of time to jockey to jockey things out. What I do want to talk about, though, congrats, Rob, being back in the winner's circle. But you probably have, coming off of last week's Penn State-Michigan conversation, I think this podcast should take a moment to talk about a new chapter in Virginia Tech football and get your take as – the super fan. What do we think yeah. about this move? Thank you. Um, it's been a long time coming. Thank you. Been a long time coming. Uh, you know, some people say, you know, you shouldn't cheer the man for losing his job. He got paid eight and a half million dollars not to do his job. So I don't care about that. Nice guy. Gave him six years. Wasn't the good fit that we wanted. And I haven't been this excited for Virginia Tech football uh, maybe I guess I was pretty excited when we beat UNC. Like I said, last week, I was thinking playoff after we beat UNC, but I'm pumped. I'm, I'm just pumped for someone else. I'm pumped for someone that will connect with the fans. I'm pumped for someone that will show some emotion on the sideline. I'm pumped for someone that will maybe recruit something above a two-star. So, so before thrilled. you go for, before you go further, if you think about like, there's obviously lots of things Fuente didn't do. What is the one thing? 
the one thing that you say this next coach absolutely has to be like a plus on the resume on for you to be excited i want him to be charismatic i want him to be oh, okay. like buzz williams Control I want, like, room. yeah i want him to be a, i want him to be a showman a salesman something i can take pride in not some guy that's just going to sit there up at the podium and just sort of just give these bs answers i want a guy that is going to stand up there and i'm like you know I could get a drink with this guy, right? How much does it bother you that teams like South Carolina and Penn State Ooh. come into Virginia every year and take the best players from Tech? I hate it. It's it's the I was, absolute worst. I was it's just going to say, there's, if there's one thing that you need the new coach to do, it's to win the fucking state of Virginia. Please excuse yeah. my language. And the whole DMV area as a whole. Yeah, I mean, seven five seven used to be. Yeah, it used to be like. A, I mean, there were so many good players that came out of Virginia AI. that we don't yeah. get anymore, um, or not even in the running for. They don't even care, and because people, high school kids nowadays don't remember the Michael Vick. Certainly, they don't even remember the tie rods. So, like, they Virginia Tech as a program really hasn't been relevant since these kids were in like fifth grade and they don't care and they don't remember. And they don't, rem you know, think of all the BCS bowls when that was a thing that Virginia tech went to and how many, the bowl streak and 10 win seasons. And it's like, it's such a thing in the past. Um, we need someone that firstly is going to, is going to win pretty immediately because I think recruits come with wins, not the opposite to an extent. You can sell hope. It, the first, the first year he'll have a good, whoever it is, will have a good class because you can sell hope. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And people want Virginia Tech to be good. Like the national media wants totally. Inner yes, Sandman and Virginia Tech to be good. And they remember the Michael Vick and the tie rods and, and all that stuff. Like they want them to be good, and especially the ACC. It's just such like a, a weak conference when Virginia Tech and Miami aren't good. It's like, man, the ACC is down this year, right? Um, so I, I definitely think we can get somebody good. We got the pick of the litter essentially six years ago. Um, so we went out and we got our guy. Hopefully we're able to get our guy and hopefully this time it's the right guy. That's, that's all I got to say pretty much. Rob, can you give us like top five moments from Fuentes like tenure as junior tech's coach? All right. Like, I'll go are there five? Are there five? five might be a stretch. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to do the, I don't know. I'm not going to do the top five. I'm going to do the bottom five. And I actually thought Ooh. about this today a little bit for some irrelevant reason. I'm going to go, Bottom five, losing to ODU. Is That's a, a bottom good one. Five moment. I forgot about that. Um, also, right, losing as a 28-point favorite to ODU. Places Ranked number 13 in the country. Also, ODU went on to go like three and nine that year. It's not like yeah, it was like a good go. ODU team. Yeah. Losing to ODU, losing to Liberty after that blocked field goal debacle. Oh, wow. The ice, icing him from 50, 59 yards. Horrible. Oh, my. Um, losing to Duke on a Friday night at Lane Stadium Vick the night. night we were retiring Michael Vick's jersey. I lost a boatload on that. Uh, so that was that three losing to UVA uh, oh, two God. years ago and losing the streak, breaking the streak. We won 15 in a row against UVA. That might actually be number one. That might, that might be the one that bothers me the most. And then I'll wrap it up. Fifth, actually, this could be number one, is last year, the team being so embarrassed that opting not to play in a bowl game. How about that? <laughs> wow. So there were five. So who's on your <laughs> Christmas list? 
Yeah, come on, give me the big name. It's I, I mean, I don't, you know, Should I don't know. Here. People say, uh, Nate, you know, Billy Napier should be on on my list. Uh, you know, I don't yeah, know if no. I want to do that again. That's the same sort of mold as Fuente. It's exactly is it what not? Fuente was. Fuente right? Memphis I mean, was coming on the hot G five. Sure, coordinator. the hottest name in the group of five. Do I really want that? I don't know. Do I want a recycled uh, Hugh Freeze or Dan Mullen? Not really. Jamie Chadwell. I mean, has he ever recruited a even a three star? What about no. uh, what about scene, Espo's yeah. boy uh, Joe Moorhead? I don't know. He doesn't really pass the eye test for me. If he's not charismatic. Guy, he's not. Yeah, the you look at him guy. and he's like, he's an amazing offensive coordinator. So good. Perfect. He's like perfect. But I I would agree because what about Jeff Monken <laughs> would love <laughs> would love Jeff Monken. Rob, I I want Tech to. For your sake, I want them to like rise the ranks again. Yeah, off year to have a head coach opening. Really, I, I agree. Year. Right, so you're behind USC, you're behind LSU, uh, for sure. In you're probably going to be behind Florida. You might be behind Penn State. Right, but if they shuffle, I mean, you think if Franklin goes, shuffle, he goes right. to one yeah, of those, yep, so yep. it's kind of irrelevant. We would obviously be behind Penn State. I heard something the other day on the on the Twitter: Is Washington a better program than Virginia Tech? That's a really good debate. This podcast could go down a yeah. very long. Time. I don't think it is. Of course you don't. Well, yeah, your vote doesn't really count here, bud. All right. <laughs> My vote does not count. Rob, but, to, to your point earlier about how kids these days, they don't remember the Mike Vick or the Tyrod and all that. Yeah. If you started following college football for the last 15 years, I don't think anyone would think that Washington isn't a better program. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I just think they've been in the national spotlight. They made a playoff not that long ago. They've played in BCS, like the New Year's Six Bowls. And Tech just hasn't. I mean, they haven't had that wanted, juice. If you wanted to go 15 years back, so what is that, 2006? I'll probably argue with you. If you want to go 10 years, I, I can't. So you want to go back to like the Steve Sarkeesian years at Washington? Like how far back do you want to go? I'll give All you right, 10, ten years, years, but like when Tyrod was there, when Logan Thomas was there, like this is a good football program. I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just we're comparing two things. Washington did play in a playoff, got embarrassed. Did they get shut out? I think they got shut out. That was Michigan State. That was Michigan State. Thirty-eight <laughs> losers. Losers. Thing, we're we're all East Coast guys, Central yeah, guys, I, I, right? I, right, I can't like, tell. Aside right. from, aside from like the. Um, no brainers like USC, UCLA, Oregon. Like you right. could argue any job, Central and East Coast, are better jobs than almost every uh, West Coast job because of exposure and everything else. Like Washington, whether Chris Peterson, you know, whatever that that's over, but like. If Joe Moorhead goes to Washington, for example, like they're not going to be on TV more than Virginia Tech, no matter who Virginia Tech hires. Like, I I just think maybe you could debate the program prestige at the moment. But like, in my opinion, and it might be biased because of where we all live, any job save for like USC, UCLA, Oregon is going to be a better job if it's, you know, Central or East Coast. Yeah. Right. We're probably biased. It's hard to picture Washington as a better program, but you know, we, we can't, none of us can relate. We've never lived out there. We were out there for a week and it's just, it's wild. Yeah. You just go to dinner and all of the games are over. 
Like all of the East Coast games are over. That, it's it's wild. And you're at dinner, like starting which is, dinner. Which is the thing to Mark's point about like who's going to be on TV more. Like yeah. that is such a like there's so much it's so much better for the people in the better time zones. And I don't I don't know if that necessarily has anything to do with the actual programs. Yeah. Anyway, good debate. Thanks for giving me the floor. I'm excited for Virginia Tech's future here. And uh, we'll see who they get. Hopefully, the next couple of weeks, we'll get somebody so we can discuss on this podcast. There will be plenty of coach talk. We still have to figure out who's be- who Bechtel's LSU Tigers are going to bring on board. I mean, the, yeah. the Lincoln Riley news has me uh, reconsidering the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. We don't even know who Bechtel's alma mater is going to be next year on this podcast. I could transfer, you know, <laughs> I'm just a, a long term grad, just, you know, roaming a country. Bechtel's going to be on his sixth year somewhere next year. And you're going to be like, how is Brad Davidson still playing basketball when it comes to (laughs) to Matt Bechtel? It's going to make no sense. Absolutely no sense. Um, All right. Let's quickly recap last week. We've already touched on the fact the standings uh, and the podcast itself. 62% winners this year. 33, 20, and 2. Quick math, Rob. You can check me if I'm wrong, but... If you're a hundred dollar better, you're up eleven hundred dollars. Eleven hundred bucks, great That's math. Right. Jeff. We are up eleven hundred dollars on this podcast. If you bet every single game, and you know the guy who runs the Twitter, Josh, just want to shout out the fact that he likes to make sure people understand the fact that just because the parlay doesn't hit doesn't mean you're not making money. So that's why you got to play these games on this on this uh, the the pass line. You're gonna ride with, yeah. yeah. If, if if you're gonna like listen to the podcast and you're gonna follow our picks. In what world are you only taking the parlay? Yeah. Agreed. What kind of college football better are you if you're not Agreed. taking every single game on the side too? That's right. Yeah, shout, what are you out, doing? shout out, Bob. Take them all. Yeah, Bob, thanks for being a loyal listener. Appreciate yep. you. Um, all right, quickly, moving into this week, I just want to call one one more moment for me. You know, Michigan football, Penn State, thank you, Josh, for <laughs> your Nittany Lions uh, offense continuing to be pedestrian and giving us a chance to get a win on the road that – actually means something to us because we never beat ranked teams in the road so thank you you weren't ranked lines. you are ap poll it counts just yeah, second that's time riding with amazing blue listen yeah. bechtel appreciate you always on uh, amazing blue i actually feel bad for sean clifford at this point the offensive line looks great. like a looks like a flag football team's offensive line and he he was getting crushed also shout out to jeff and i we handicapped it absolutely perfectly one and lost in the trenches. That's exactly what happened. I think Clifford got sacked nine times or something. Seven, Seven same difference. Uh, but yeah, congrats to Jeff. I'll uh, be purchasing the Michigan gear of your choice uh, with my gambling winnings. Yeah, you know, no free ads on this podcast, but there's a couple of good sites out there nowadays. If you haven't checked out Home Field Apparel, that's where you got to go. But I think I'm gonna go with the Peter Millar shirt because a lot yeah, of Peter no, Millar guys. On here. You, don't, you don't want to save up for an uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson Lions jersey. <laughs> yeah, poor guy, poor guy. <laughs> he's he's probably better off getting no more sacks the rest of the year just to fall in the draft order a little bit. But anyways, um, last week, Rop winner BC plus two, Espo winner Ole Miss plus two and a half, Bechtel winner Air Force minus four, Jeff winner Baylor plus five and a half. We turn the page to week 12 this week gentlemen i'm going to give the floor to our resident at least at this point first place on the leaderboard espo who do you have this week for an a pick all right so if you've listened to the podcast um for the the five seven five years we've been doing it i have been obsessed with taking the ohio state buckeyes um i strayed away from that all year 
I am going back to the well. Ohio State is a 19-point favorite, 19-point favorite against Sparty, Michigan State. Squares see the line. They see a top 10 matchup. They see number seven versus number four. They're like, why in the world is this line 19? Um, I love to fade squares, so that's what we're going to do this week. Michigan State gives up 330 yards per game through the air, 330. That is going to be just a field day for Ohio State's wide receiver core and C.J. Stroud. Sparty also loves to run the ball, uh, and OSU only gives up 107 yards per game on the ground, so something has to give here. I like the home team with better athletes, higher recruits at home. Um, Plus nine in turnover margin for Ohio State. Michigan State is only plus three. Uh, I just could not love this bet any more than it already is. And 80% of the money is on Sparty. Fade the public. Go Buckeyes. Quick question for the rest of the 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 podcast. (laughs) Espo mentioned something that I want everyone's take on. Stinky line? Yes or no? Stinky. Is this this fair? I don't think so. I I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't either. That that sounds about right. thinks it's stinky. Tell me more, Bechtel. I just think that Michigan State's a team that, you know, they, they got God against Purdue, but I don't see Ohio State putting up nine, you know, score more three touchdowns. I mean, it's a lot. They're the number it's, one scoring offense in the entire country. I don't know. I just don't see it. I feel like I've seen this game before. They'll, they'll lose by 10. Ohio State? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying Michigan State will oh, okay, lose by okay, 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Josh, I, I think I've been overly critical of your picks early in the year. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Last week, when I saw it, I was like, damn, that's a ballsy-ass pick. Was It It was Ole Miss, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, I don't really like that. But Lane Train getting points. What's better I than mean, that? Baylor, just, let's go. You know, and you know what? It was a no-doubter. And uh, look at you running 7-3-1 and one here in the parlay. But I really like this pick as well. I'm going to be on it. I've already, I'm already on it myself, and I think it's a classic. It's also it's a noon game. Is it Gus Johnson? I think it, it is. It's big oh, noon. God. Gus injected Johnson, into Clat. Guys, everyone knows that when Gus is on the call and Ohio State's playing, give him an extra ten points. Yeah, like seriously, they're electric when he calls them. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's my only thing. As a Michigan fan, and, and this is a tough week across the board. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. These look-ahead spots are not great. And I saw a Twitter stat, and I did not confirm this for myself, but I saw a Twitter stat that Ohio State, the week before the Michigan game, against the spread is 5-19-1. Wow. Big sample size. It's just interesting. I, Josh, I like the pick. I really do. I, I'm, I, I like I'm that, that stat a lot. Do you know what they are? The week before Michigan under Ryan Day, I don't. Then maybe okay. they're better. Yeah, it could be better. I don't know. I just look at it. This is really the handicap, I suppose. I look at it as a nine and one football team that's having a great season. Like, are they going to get blown out by three touchdowns against a team that they really want to beat? They're really to, motivated. To Josh's, to Josh's credit, stage is that's gave, exactly his handicap. He's like, well, damn, there's a whole universe out there thinking like Bechtel's thinking right now. Also, <laughs> correction, correction. No Joel Clatt, best Johnson on the call. It's ABC. ABC. Uh, so produce the point. The point. Yeah, Ooh, sounds like 19. Yep. Back to, to your point, too. Um, like Sparty gave up 40 to Purdue. 40. They did. Ohio got, State, man, that emotional spot. Ohio State's offense is insane. 
Like, I'll also add that Michigan's passing offense is not that great, and we carved up Michigan State's defense. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was the best offensive Michigan game of the season. It was. Much, it was. <laughs> Michigan State's defense is not all that it's cracked up to be. It really comes down to whether or not uh, Heisman, jeez, uh, Walker is going to have another Heisman moment or not, I think. so. Yeah. And I don't think against Ohio State's D-line he's going to. I hope not. I'm rooting for Ohio State this week. Need them. Need them for the sake of Michigan getting to the Big Ten championship game. Espo, what just missed the cut this week? As one of the resident Big Ten guys here on the podcast, I'm staying in the Big Ten. This time we're traveling to Madison, Wisconsin, where Nebraska is a nine-point underdog to the Badgers. Um, The way that Wisconsin's been playing over the last few weeks, blowing people out, Nebraska having a really crappy record on the year, I view this line as stinky. Uh, Nebraska's played a lot of people very close throughout the year. They lost by seven to Oklahoma. They lost by three to Michigan State. They lost by three to Michigan. They lost to Minnesota by seven, Purdue by five, Ohio State by nine. They stay in these games. And I also just think that Wisconsin is not that good. I think they could slip up towards the end of the year. And with a quote-unquote rivalry game next week against Minnesota, whatever that rivalry is in the Midwest there, um, I think it could be a relatively tough spot um, for the Badgers. And I also, I'm going to hit you guys with a little stat that will help both of my handicaps here. There are only two Power 5 teams in the country that are in the top 10 for both explosive offensive and limiting explosive defensive plays, plays on defense, excuse me. Those two teams are the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I love Nebraska plus nine on the road at Bucky. Thank you. I got, I got nothing for you there. As a Big Ten guy, I don't disagree with anything you said. Should be an interesting one. I have no feel with Nebraska. Same. Good luck, Josh. Have fun. <laughs> I hope Beth Moens is on the call. She's going to be, right? And yeah. here's the punt, and it's unless, in a puddle of mud. <laughs> unless, it's, unless there's an Iowa game at noon. It's true. The only thing that brings Beth Moens to, yeah, is, is Iowa. It's the only thing that would keep her away from this one. Um, all right. So with that then, Ohio State minus 19, first A pick of the week. We move on down the leaderboard. Coming off of this past week, as I mentioned, we have Rop and Mark battling it out for second place currently. Rop had the winner last week. He's off of back-to-back weeks without an under. Do we get an under this week? Uh, we're doing it. It's we're going to go under. The people Let's want go. the under. Let's I go. Bring us back love, in here. When I looked at all the lines... I love like six unders. And it was like a matter of picking one that I liked the most. We should probably do a separate tweet of all the unders I like, because I guarantee it's, if you bet them all, you don't lose money. Can, so our, we'll can our social all, media uh, manager do that? Yeah, let's I'll, have our I'll social media tweet all the unders. I'll reach the out unders. to the social media guy and see if he can put that in the, the Twitter sphere. This great idea. I think great it's idea. something that I can gar- personally guarantee will not be, if you lay every one, um, you won't lose money. If you lose money, I'll personally donate $200 to the Virginia Tech fund for Fuentes for Dave, buyout. For Dave Clawson. Yes, for, <laughs> for Dave Clawson. That actually, I thank you for bringing that up, Mark. If Dave Clawson got hired, I think I would be pumped about it. Is he charismatic enough for you? Let's, we, we already did this. A good you, offensive mind. I'm not going to get into it. I, I trust our, our AD thing. is good. Our AD is good. I trust him to make the right decisions. He knows more than me, probably. Um, anyway, all right, back to my pick. We're, go, we're going under. And people of the podcast from a couple of weeks ago will remember this game because it was a heartbreaker. But I'm going back to get my money 
with Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Oh, boy. That was such a heartbreaking under loss. <laughs> anyway, huge win for Ole Miss against Texas A&M last week with game day. Love it. Emotional night. Next up, the 2-7 and seven Vanderbilt Commodores. So if you're Ole Miss, how focused are you going to be this week, you think? Probably not a lot. Um, so I think they're going to start a little bit slow. I think everyone sort of perceives Ole Miss, Matt Corral, Lane Kiffin as like such a high-powered offense over team. They've actually gone under the last five games in a row. Vanderbilt has gone under four of the last five, and you want to know the one that they didn't? Yeah. They should have gone under. Unbelievable. So Vanderbilt is actually ranked – out of 130 FBS teams in points per game, 128th. <laughs> this is just way too high. 64 and a half. Old Miss Vanderbilt. I'm going under. Start the under train again. Let's do it. 35 uh, 3 Old Miss. Lane Kiffin probably is just now recovering from the bender from last week. I weekend. think so. And also, I forgot to mention kind of a sandwich spot, right? You got the Egg Bowl next week. Thursday yep. night, Thanksgiving night. How, Matt Corral, I mean, they've been talking about this for literally a month. Is he beat up? Is he going to play? Uh, maybe they get out to a three or four score lead and they kind of pull off the dogs. Who cares about Vanderbilt? I'm not trying to win by margin. We got a game on Thursday. Let's give our people time to recover. And I think we just kind of run in the second half. And I like the under here, 64 and a half. How many does Vanderbilt need to score to get to 64 and a half? Uh, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about it under 20? yeah 20 I mean, yeah 20 probably 20? right for I mean 45 20 is over by a half so right. like right Vanderbilt's not going to get 20 points they won't I don't think so okay no. under done also I want to shout out I didn't like it at first but Lane Kiffin was fantastic on college game day yeah. like he called them they had him pick the Mississippi State game and he's like best offense in the country Mike Leach and the Bulldogs. I'm taking Mississippi State. <laughs> and Kirk Herbstreet looks at him. Lane just starts laughing. He goes, analytics. Like, he's just always three steps ahead. It's he's so good. good. Can I say I want Lane Kiffin at Virginia Tech? Is that of allowed? Course you, of course you can. You're I mean, not going to get him. Lane Kiffin talk, to the Hokies. Talk about a guy you want to have. love Lane. You want to have a drink or 20 with. It's Lane Seriously. Kiffin. That's the charisma you're looking for right there. Right. Seriously. My that, that's what Lane I want. comes to LSU. Does, he have a, does Lane Kiffin have a son eligible to coach? <laughs> pretty much all yeah, right you probably um, out there somewhere he just doesn't know where yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah exactly um just missed the cut and when i saw this i knew i was gonna be on it because like the favorite i saw last week the last time we saw these two teams kansas was scoring 57 points and tcu was giving up 63 at oklahoma state um went back and looked in the prior five games, Kansas hadn't scored 57 points. In the prior five games, cool. they had not scored 57 points. Going to go with an outlier here. If you think Kansas and TCU, who's obviously under Gary Patterson, much more of a defensive program, um, is going to get in a shootout with Kansas, uh, I, I just don't see it. So I'm going to go under again. So for the people that were waiting for the unders, I'm going to give you two this week. TCU, Kansas, under 64 and a half. Uh, Rob, Gary packed up his stuff like a week ago, by the no, way. No, I know. But <laughs> thank you. I know that. But 
he's a defensive minded coach. You don't just lose it in two weeks. You know, his scheme, his thoughts, his everything is defense. Two wonders. You are either a, way. It's it's Kansas. Can't I mean? Come on. You're a special breed, my friend. Two wonders. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't wait. I'm gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. It's just gonna bleed the clock. A lot of runs. A lot of punts. A lot of unders. A lot of money. I like the handicap. I love that you're back to get the money from those Commodores. Yeah, I'm who's going screwed, back to get my you. money on Vanderbilt and that 47 yard hail mary at the half. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Just, just not right. It's not right. Um, all right. Well, with that, then I'm going to move us along here to our third parlay pick. So we've got the Vandy Ole Miss under 64 and a half. We won't stick with winners. I'm going to go by season standings this year uh, or Thank for you. this week. So Mark, you're back off of two losses. Where are you taking us this week? Yeah, I feel like, and I don't have the data to support this at the moment, but I feel like I'm the only person who hasn't bet Boston College yet this year. So Boston College, minus two and a half against Florida State. Florida State is off a really big emotional comeback win against Miami. Big sandwich spot. They have to go to Florida next week. This week, they travel for a noon game in 40-degree Chestnut Hill. What kind of motivation are they going to have to go out to Boston College for a noon kick after the emotional win with Florida on deck? Phil Dracovic, BC quarterback, has been back now for two weeks. Had a pedestrian return against Virginia Tech in a win. Last week against Georgia Tech, accounted for 400 yards and five touchdowns. He protects the ball. He's got one interception all year. He runs the ball really well, 71 yards rushing and three touchdowns last week, 65 yards rushing and a touchdown against Virginia Tech the week before that. Florida State is giving up 200 yards rushing on the ground. I think Boston College and Dracovic are going to have their way with Florida State. They are also, you know I'm a penalties guy and a disciplined guy. Boston College, very disciplined in the top 40 in the country in penalty yards per game. Florida State is outside the top 55 in that category. I love Boston College this week, minus two and a half. I didn't know it was a noon kick. I, I like it more now that I know it's a noon kick because I'm with you. What Florida State want to do up there in 40 degrees, sleepy and, Boston morning? Yeah, and people aren't talking about Dracovic. I mean, look at the, the games he's been in. You know, he's only played four games this year because of injury. But since he's been back from injury – I mean, he carved up Georgia Tech through the air, on the ground. Florida State's giving up four touchdowns a game, 200 yards on the ground. I think Boston College is going to have their way with him. I love that kid, Mark. He threw he's, an interception in the game against Tech and went out and got the fumble. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's really, he's his really nose good. And, and people awesome. don't talk about him, obviously, because you know he plays for Boston College and whatnot, but they're already bowl eligible. They can finish this season really strong, seven, eight wins. Halfley, good coach. They've yep. got a pretty good program going down there in uh, in Boston College, and I think I just think this is a horrible spot for Florida State. There's a name, Rob Jeff Halfley. Yay, nay. I really like him a ton. I like him a lot. I don't it's know why to win up there in the Northeast for sure. I don't know why. I mean, I guess maybe he would come there, but like he's not on anyone's radar to like move, but like good no young guy. Yeah. Every time I hear him, because we bet on a lot of BC games, so I end up betting, like watching a lot and like seeing him like, like, like the way he is on the sidelines and even like like the halftime, like the way he talks is just he's like. He's got energy. Like I'm jacked up for this guy. Like 
And I've said that it was, this is his third year, probably. I think maybe, yes, yeah, his third, third year. year. He came from Ohio State. He's a including great, COVID. Yeah. Year, I yeah. love him. Yeah. I was he, just going to be say, great. He's, he's probably not there yet, but he would be great. He's got big time program experience. Yeah. Like the yeah. fact that he was at OSU and he, he, listen, he passes the eye candy test too. Sure, he does. <laughs> Relatively yeah. good looking fella. <laughs> yeah. And that matters. Yeah. If you look like you can do it, chances are you got a better chance of being able to do it. Yeah. Um, so glad, glad everybody's in agreement with me there. Boston College rolls pick that just missed the cut. And like Rop and so many other uh, others on this pod, I love the board this week. It was tough narrowing it down to, to pick a, a true number two here. But I love the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors this week. They're at home getting two and a half. We don't need it. We're going to bet at Moneyline hosting Colorado State. Colorado State has not been very good. They've lost, uh, I, I want to say, four in a row, five in a row. They've got three wins on the season. Now they're going to go take a vacation in Hawaii where they are traditionally really good at home and road teams don't fare as well. Hawaii has played uh, two really good teams at home in San Diego State and San Jose State very close this year. And I think Colorado State is not anywhere near that caliber of team. Hawaii wins the game outright. That would have been a late night for the podcast. 10 yeah, o'clock I, or 11 o'clock. So I love Hawaii. Boston College so much. I wouldn't have done that to you guys anyway. But I, the thought ran through my mind. What if I make these boys stay up till 2 a.m. watching Hawaii? Can't can't promise you won't be staying up late on Saturday. Just for everyone's you know future knowledge. Good teaser. Espo, do you have something? I was going to say that's the first time anyone's taken the rainbows this year, and uh, you know they're, been, they're not great. <laughs> no, they're not. But it it feels like you know we owe them a little something. You know we 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 got you. We're we're watching a little bit. Yeah, Espo is a soft. Part. He's, he's got a soft spot for Hawaii. I love that place. Drove by their stadium, Honolulu. What is it called? Aloha Stadium? Aloha Stadium. Aloha Aloha Stadium. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Kind of a dump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a a chain link. <laughs> All pretty. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, the one thing I'll say about this bet is any team that leads the nation in red zone field goals rarely will cover. So I love that pick. So Solely because Colorado State only kicks field goals they in the red stink. zone. Yeah. But I would only nugget. know this because Michigan is second. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeff. Great nugget. Yeah, man, it's a tough spot. Awesome. All right. With that, then, let's move over. We've got Bechtel back-to-back victories. As he said, podcast, eight straight quarters of covering football. What do you got this week, Matthew? <sighs> Jeff, that was, that was a lovely intro. Um, you know, I got to say, you know, kudos to everybody around. Uh, I've been below 500 for three years, and – all I'm thinking about is nine, four, and one, or ten and four in your mind. If you're me, um, obviously, you know I was in the future when I was in Africa. I got the early line. You know, we we all heard my recording. You know that that should be a seven and four record, but you know we'll we'll digress. Um, hook them. Um, Texas will not lose a sixth game. Um, it's been 65 years since they've lost six games in a row. Um, they have the 11th ranked offense in the country. West Virginia has scored less than 21 points in four of their last five games. Uh, the AD just came out and, and back Sark to the media. Um, 
if they lose, I'll pay to see it. But this is an opportunity, and I need you guys on board. All right, all right, all right. Listen, we're going to ride. I couldn't hate this pick anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still going to bet it. I'm still going to bet it in the parlay, and I'm still going to bet it independently. But God almighty, I couldn't hate it. You feel awful inside? When I read it, I hated it. The more I think about it, the less I hate it. I'm setting up an emergency therapy session for, for Sunday. 65 years since they've lost six games in a row. 65 Texas, years. Have they Texas really? Been, is this the worst Texas team you've ever seen in our lifetime? It's hard to choose. Because the last 10 years, they've all been so bad. Correct, but they're still Texas. I, I don't know, man. It, it who the hell knows? Does anyone here have a good feel? I mean, obviously, Bechtel just took Texas plus three. But does anyone sit here like, I really feel West Virginia? Yeah, feel like, damn, I really want to bet Texas this week. Well, I don't think anyone is that is doing that besides Bechtel. But, like, I also don't think West Virginia has any business being favored. Like, it, West no. Virginia has been not good. They got the doors blown off by Kansas. Not doors blown off. But they got beat pretty handily by Kansas State. Beat very handily by Oklahoma State. Who have they beat recently? Nobody. I mean, pretty Iowa much State? since the Oklahoma game where they had them, they had Oklahoma kind of they pinned did. and then they lost yeah. that game and that kind of turned their whole season. But like, do I think they're this bad? I don't think so. The thing, the thing about this pick is it's essentially all right. They probably the worst loss in their program history or top five last yeah, week definitely. against Kansas yep. at home. So it's like, all right, do they have any pride? If they have any pride, they're covering. Correct. Or they'll they'll win the, the game. And or if the boat is capsized completely, it's like they just have no heartbeat. And so it's like, which side Which side do you want to be on? That's that's what it comes down to. West Virginia did beat Virginia Tech this year, so arguably please, they are a top Please program. stop. Please. I, yeah, back to when I looked at it, I was like, oh, man. Because I thought the same thing Josh just said about Kansas. I was like, man, they just got embarrassed. They're going to be max effort, right? I would never – I would probably – I would certainly not lay West Virginia minus three. No. You know, like if you, if I had to pick it, I would take Texas, right? I think pretty much everyone would. You wouldn't pick the Mountaineers to cover three, but lines are all public playing with fire, baby. I love it. If I'm a Longhorns fan, I'm probably betting the other side of this game just because it's an emotional hedge. Like if we are really that bad, you know, whatever. But like the, the entire country has seen them lose five games in a row. There's suddenly a dog. It, it, everyone's thinking, oh, man, I'm going to pile on top of them. But they're still Texas. They still got athletes. Like, they hung in the game with o- Oklahoma. Like, I just don't think they're that bad. They blew a 28-point lead against Oklahoma. Correct. They're bad. They, but I don't they think blew the lead against bad. Oklahoma State. Like, what happened? <laughs> Three weeks ago, Texas was, like, what, probably top 15, probably? Yeah. Right. So, I, you know, all right, Bechtel, I'm in. And we get, and we get three points. I'm in. I love it. Let's do it. Bechtel, what just missed the cut? I love all my children equally. Um, I love this pick also. Uh, Wake, Clemson, over 50, 56 and a half. Wake scores points. Clemson has scored points the last three weeks. Wake gave up 56 points to Army this year. You are welcome. I'm not going to lie. I love this pick. I had almost remember when we wanted to convince Espo to flip his picks. I'm almost in that same boat right now. I, I said it. I said it uh, before we started recording tonight. I love that pick. It was in contention for, you know, 
for all of my my picks, A, B, C, D, you name it. I, this pick jumped out at me. Clemson scored 30 against FSU, 30 against Louisville, 44 against UConn. And Wake's defense is garbage. That's they are garbage. awful. Terrible defense. Uh, Clemson can out-athlete Wake Forest. When's the, when's the last time Army football scored 56 points in a game? I'd really like to know that. Last Somebody week. Last week, literally. In, in in fairness, in that in that game, Army had the ball for forty five minutes. But it's tough, it's tough. But I I think Bechtel, you're onto something this week. You got two kind of muddy muddy picks, like you know, grimy as as Espo would say. Back to the it's grime. Great. Yeah, so I might like get on that. Bad. I think I like Bechtel that. regrets the era because I didn't I didn't realize they were playing Buck. Now you know I doesn't I didn't count. Have my TV F- tuned FCS to that one. doesn't count. Like doesn't come count. on, Rob. Yeah, I mean, they We're scored about real last week. I don't know what you say. Yeah, a little side yeah. pick Army, UMass, Army minus 37. Come on, come the only reason on. that yeah, Rob oh, yeah. knew that that Army scored 63 points against Bucknell is because he's scouting Jeff Munkin for the yeah, <laughs> I'll go on record right now. Once the build I an would army, love Jeff Munkin, not you can't bring the offense, Jeff, but build to an come army and be the CEO coach motivator of men maybe we can get todd munkin from georgia maybe come do a little recruiting huh get his brother in do a little brother brother at virginia tech that's not good for business (laughs) anyway all right sorry for the sidebar but uh i what what a weird line huh if that had been if that had been wake minus four would you have been like "Uh, i want to lay clemson because i wouldn't have no i took the over buddy I know, but I'm just saying, like in general, that's a weird yeah. line. It is. Oh, if yeah. it would that's have been stinky, Wake minus four, yeah. I wouldn't have been running to the window to bet Clemson plus four at home. They stink. I mean, I want Wake to win. I mean, I I will probably side with them on the game there, but I love the over. I think the over is yeah. yeah, I I like it too. I was just just commenting. No just one commenting on the line. That's it. No Wake, one in the Wake UCC. plus ten will be in my teasers. I can tell you that, folks. Yeah. yeah. No one. No one in the ACC knows how to tackle or play defense, so I certainly am a fan of the over in this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take the the final spot on the card of this week. Bechtel pointed it out. Rough stretch there for me about cross week like five through nine. Actually, five through ten. Christ, that was a long stretch of, of terrible. Did have Purdue. Went back to the well. I told Espo this on the podcast last week. Two things have really stuck with me. First thing was last week with Espo where I was saying, like, pick a good team at home getting points, right? And a team that's maybe getting a little too much love, that was Oklahoma. The other thing that stuck with me this year, my lesson of sorts, is when Rob told us, why are we picking teams laying points, bad teams laying points? And that's kind of how I feel this week with this pick. I'm taking Oregon State plus three at home against Arizona State. And the reason I'm taking that pick is because I think Arizona State is the wrong team to be favored here. They're not that good. And if you were on the other side, Rob, you would be lecturing me right now on why are we taking a bad team on the road laying points? For sure. And and that's where we are right now. For Oregon State, it's been a bit of an up and down season. They are undefeated at home this year. Arizona State, it's been an up and down season. What they have relied upon this year is their rushing defense. Top five rushing defense in yards per play. They have had two games this year against teams that are in the top 20 in rushing offenses against BYU and Utah, and they lost both games. Oregon State is eighth. I think Arizona State is beating up on bad teams. They're a little overinflated, and Oregon State is the fifth best against the spread underdog over the past three years. 
And I feel very confident at home in all black jerseys, analytics people that Oregon State is going to cover as three-point dogs. I said this to Espo last week on the pod. Baylor covers and wins outright. They covered and they won outright. This week, Oregon State covers, wins outright. Feel great about it. Last week was a four-unit max bet. This week, we're like 3.5. Borderline four-unit max bet on the Beavs. I I love Corvallis at night. That's a spooky place to play for the boys from the desert. Sorry to cut you off, Rob. Go ahead. I think you probably considered this, Jeff, when you were picking this, but you forgot to mention you got a couple boys from Tempe, Arizona, traveling up to Oregon, where the temperature at game time is going to be 36 degrees. That's like the Knolls going to Chestnut Hill. I mean, are you kidding me? I love a good weather handicap. I mean, in addition, yeah. You're right. I didn't I honestly, and thank you for giving me the credit, but I'm going to be an honest person here. Didn't look at the weather report, but love that angle all the more. I've bet it already myself. Love the parlay this week. I mean, it feels good. I might put the 401k on that one. We'll see. Um, yeah. and pressure, hold Jeff. on, Jeff. Let me comment love- on this real quick. <laughs> you, you picked another 1030 PM game. You just really, I, just, I did. You just like hate having any sort of responsibility for this parlay at all. You're just like, you're either the parlay has been lost hey, or you're, hey, hey, hey. Or you're, you're asleep. Last week. Right. Yeah. Al also right. Last week I took the first kick. I had, I had a noon kick. We talking it's about it's not off, not often though. I feel You're like if we broke it down, asleep. yeah, you got a lot of 10 30 kicks this year, but <laughs> I guess I did take you Fresno, UCLA, I did take West Virginia, which was a night game, Arizona State, Missouri, Kentucky was a night game, <laughs> South Alabama. Good strategy. Hey, I'm not, I'm not scared to kick things off. I've had a little rough stretch here, but still above 500. So, um, my, my other pick, I'm, I'm shocked that this wasn't anyone else's A pick. Maybe you guys feel differently than I do. Uh, I think this line might have already moved, but my B pick this week is SMU. Uh, they're now plus 11 and a half at Cincinnati. Um, I don't really have a ton. It just felt like this number doesn't make sense. And I, th- I think I, I'm done with Cincinnati. That's why I didn't. I think everybody all year has been wanting them to cover a big number and they just aren't capable of right. it. They're capable of winning football games. And like, it's just not going to happen. I love it, Jeff. That's what I think. It's like, SMU can put up points, and I know Cincinnati's whole thing is their defense, but Bechtel just, I mean, pretty much hit the nail on the head. We've been waiting for Cincinnati to prove something, and they just haven't. Game day bump. Didn't nah. happen. Yeah, Rob, how'd that work out for you? Yeah, I got to apologize for that from two weeks ago. And yeah, you we missed were the last week. Yeah, we were a Cincinnati podcast early. We wanted them to get in the playoff. You did. I'm, do- I'm done with them. I'm done. <laughs> and I'm going to be on SMU 11 and a half. They're definitely other than Notre Dame, the best team that Cincinnati has played. Correct. And they're, I think we've just accepted that like Cincinnati isn't that good. Like they were much better last year, probably. Mm -hmm. And they went 12 and 0 and they played, you know, kind of a depleted Georgia team tight in the bowl game. And now they're undefeated and they're getting way too much credit and they're just not that good. Um, My only, I guess, concern, even though I've already bet it, it seems way too easy. Like SMU, in my opinion, right. could win that outright. Like they could yeah. win, they could win that game outright. Yeah. So give, give me 11 and a half. Mark, is, is that going to be in your teaser? You think 17 and a half? It's got to be. I don't know. I, mean, that, I just, that sounds so good. I just feel like I can't get a read on Cincy. Like, and I keep waiting for them to just flip a switch and win by a thousand. And I'm like, 
part of me is like a, a little bit afraid. No, we've been, no, we've been waiting for four weeks. Cause that oh, was my handicap two weeks ago before last week, they didn't cover against South Florida. So yeah. we've no, just, accepted... I, I agree with you. I'm just a little skittish on Cincinnati games. That's all. Okay. They're, they're due is what you're saying, but I just think they're not that good and I'm, yeah. and I'm done with them. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the card for this week. We've got three noon kickoffs. We've got one seven thirty kickoff, and then I will be bringing up the caboose late night on the West coast. So Texas plus three at West Virginia, BC minus two. The number is now officially minus two against Florida state, Ohio state minus 19 against Michigan state Vanderbilt Ole Miss Rop is back to get his under cash at 64 and a half. And I will be taking the Oregon state Beavs versus Arizona state at home, all blacks under the lights. That's the parlay card this week. People seem to love it. At least the podcast seems to love it. Espo, what pick loses this week? <laughs> I mean, Texas. <laughs> oh, bad, bad radio, but Bechtel already put the gun up to the forehead. I mean, Espo look, already bet the parlay, but he put West Virginia in. <laughs> I, understood, I understood what I was doing when I did it. And, you know, if I haven't won three in a row in a couple of weeks here. Um, actually, all season. So... You might as well take one that you, you feel gross about because you know it's right. I don't the, the I don't like absolutely despite I don't like I don't love the Texas pick, but I just love everyone else's picks. So that's why I said Texas. It's kind of like the the you had to choose one, you know. All right. So there's the card. Let's do rapid fire alma mater picks. I'm just going to call on all of you randomly, and then we'll kick off this podcast for week 12. So with that, first alma mater pick this week, Espo, fighting Nits. What do they got in them? He's on mute. Bad radio. Espo's on mute. We're minus, we're minus 17 and a half against Rutgers. I mean, I'm just going to take us to cover. Hokies. No coach. Ho- what are they? Yeah, doing? Hokies. No coach. The no coach bump. I'm a big believer. We're gonna play fast. We're gonna play loose. Eight's too many. No home field advantage in Miami. We always play them tough. Gonna be a great game at 7:30. I don't bet on the Hokies a lot. I'll be on them. Playing fast and loose plus eight uh, against Miami. Thank you. No Bo Knicks for Auburn. What do we got for the Cox? Mike Bobo revenge game. No Bo Knicks. They've seen T.J. Finley already last year. Cox plus seven. Splash the money line. Coach O, two more regular season games. Who we got this week? Oh, boys playing tough this week. I'll tell you what, they're going to wear my new uniform. They're going to be the purple and white helmet. And we're playing the worst team in summer. We're going to kick that ass down. We're going to hold that tiger. (laughs) It's going to be really sad next year when we don't get any Coach O appearances. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. And then I'm taking Michigan minus 15. I... I know it's a look ahead spot with, with Ohio State, but every time I think the other side to Michigan, they end up covering. So I'm just going to take them to cover bad team against Maryland this week. I think they're going to. I didn't know who they were playing. Yeah Ohio, yeah, Ohio State next week, Maryland this week, Michigan minus 15. All right, gentlemen, that is the podcast this week for week 12. The boys are in love with the card. We've loved the card a few times this year. We've already got a couple winners. We are in the final stretch of the season, jockeying the standings for who's going to take the individual crown. We also got to figure out who's doing the book report. So everybody is in the mix this year because everybody has a winning record on this podcast and we look to push it 
5-0 and this week, week 12. We will see you all next week on Parlay Like a Champion Podcast. Take care.